Welcome to another episode of the Pretzel Podcast, the world's only podcast devoted to pretzel news, culture, and flavor. We take you now to Pretzel World Headquarters in Milwaukee. Welcome back to the Pretzel Podcast, everyone. I'm Mitch Tyke, And I'm Michelle Maternowski. And for more than a year... Can you believe it's been a year? <laughs> we have been the exclusive purveyors of your home audio for all things pretzel. The only podcast in the world that we are aware of entirely devoted to pretzels in all their forms. Pretzel sticks. Pretzel twists. Pretzel rods. Soft pretzels. Yogurt-covered pretzels. Chocolate-covered pretzels. And whatever those things from the Philippines and Moldova were, but they probably weren't pretzels. <laughs> they, they, they claim to be, well... The Philippines claimed they were pretzels. Moldova just made these things called crisp bread rings. Which weren't very crisp. Uh, they were – well, crisp is they, – they were, they were very hard. <laughs> anyway, uh, Happy New Year, Michelle. Nice to see you back in the studio. You too, Mitch. Anything uh, new in your world, pretzel-related? Um, a little bit. We'll get to it in just a few minutes, actually, uh, because I dipped into the world of pretzel-making briefly. Uh, actually, um, fairly extensively um, back around Christmas and then again around New Year's. And we can we can talk about both of those things. I'm not quite in full voice, so you'll have to uh, pick up your share of the audio production <laughs> I here. can't really help explain <laughs> your pretzel-making, but... <laughs> I can try. <laughs> and uh, for people who have missed it, you are um, a recent uh, new mother. Yes, she is three months old now, which is crazy. Still too young to be uh, eating pretzels, though, I'm yeah. guessing. I let her lick a carrot yesterday, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty exciting hey, so, stuff. So my kids, are, my kids are older now, and I can't remember. When when do they start teething? It's like 10 or 11 months? Uh, I, I'm not sure because I'm not there yet. No. But I'm sure once it starts... When she starts screaming for apparently no reason. Yeah, something to look forward to. But then when that happens, pull out a frozen pretzel frozen and pretzel, let yeah. her go to town. Because back in the day uh, when my kids were young, we would bring out um, frozen bagels. But there's no reason why they couldn't have a frozen pretzel. Exactly. Yeah. I just need to get some. To uh, be like, I need them on hand so that I'm ready. So when the moment comes, I'm like, okay, I've been waiting for this. I know what to do. I'm prepared. Here's a pretzel. And I think the Wessels, the the people behind Milwaukee Pretzel Company, talked about um, their child um, teething on frozen pretzels. So maybe we should ask the proper amount of time one needs to freeze these pretzels before they're ready to go. And what age is a good age to introduce this? <laughs> <laughs> So, as is our habit, should we uh, start off with uh, brief pretzels in the news? Yeah. Pretzels in the news. Well, it has been a strangely quiet time for pretzels in the news, actually. You know, I get my Google pretzel news alerts every day. Um, as we've discovered in the past, there are at least a couple of high school sports teams out there called the pretzels. So it's just so we filled get, with uh, that. Like a high school basketball and high school volleyball news about the pretzels. Um, there was a flurry of activity uh, over the last few weeks when a woman named Jennifer Schuler became the new CEO of the Wetzel's Pretzels chain on January 1st. Maybe we could get Jennifer Schuler on the air sometime down the road. Have we had Wetzel's Pretzels? We have not. There, There is not a Wetzel's Pretzels in the Milwaukee area. The closest is um, just across the line in Illinois. So maybe uh, road trip. Maybe a road trip. Yeah. Um, 
but it does turn out that there is still such a thing as a slow pretzel news day. Sadly Shocking. enough, yeah. Maybe everyone's in a pretzel coma right now. You know, yeah, too many had, carbs over the yeah, holidays. Yeah. Just went nuts on New Year's and ate so many pretzels. Um, one could hope. And uh, that's a great transition because uh, the one area that did see some activity besides the, the couple that I mentioned, um, there were a couple articles that rose to the top right around New Year's surrounding one particular theme. And I will reference the Pittsburgh Tribune Review and an article by a woman named Mary Pickles. <laughs> And I'll remind you that this is the Pretzel Podcast and not the Pickle Podcast. Uh, But she writes about a couple of bakeries in the Pittsburgh area that made something called New Year's pretzels for... New Year's. Amazing. (laughs) Um, The Bethel Bakery in particular produced a variety of these pretzels, which are somewhat larger than a typical pretzel. You remember that um, What is a New Year's pretzel? Is that... Well, okay. So um, uh, it's... Not exactly the the pretzel that we know and love. Um, I did crossed a little arms. bit of research. It well, it does have the crossed arms. Um, let me let me let me explain a little bit more. I guess uh, so. This is a pretzel that serves ten to twelve people, um, which is. I mean, you remember that? Um, does it come out of Germany? It does come out of Germany. Okay. So it turns out that there is a tradition in the Rhineland part of Germany, which I think is southwestern Germany. Uh, called the Grosse New Year's Bretze, which I think just means big New Year's pretzel. <laughs> and it is more of a sweetened bread than the savory concoction that we think of as uh, the traditional pretzel pretzel. Okay. Um, but because because we are talking about Germany, it is in the traditional shape. Um, the Pittsburgh article, by the way, makes reference both to the standard story about the pretzel shape, the, the crossed praying arms, but also presents a competing theory, quote, that the round shape is based on the old calendar sign for the winter solstice with the central cross later added to represent the four seasons. And I think in the year plus that we've been doing this podcast, that is the first competing theory that we have heard about the pretzels shape. Interesting. Um, But it is a it's a it's a sweet bread. So there's a bunch of bakeries in at least two. There's something called Bethel's Bakery, and then there was Grandma's Country Oven Bake Shop or Bake Shop. Yes, and uh, adorable. But we are talking about Pretzelvania now, so you would imagine that around the state there are many bakeries that make these New Year's pretzels. Um, Bethel's has uh, nut and cinnamon, Danish and apricot flavors. I think the uh, Grandma's Country Oven Bake Shop also had some savory flavors. I saw uh, there was like a jalapeno cheddar variety. Um, But for the most part, as I looked online, most of these New Year's pretzels are sweet pretzels. Um, They're sweetened with a a bunch of sugar, and I think sugar appears three times in the recipe, actually. Is it in the dough itself or just as a topping? Both in the dough and as a topping. I I feel like we know so much about pretzels by now, but I've never heard of New Year's pretzels, and we really haven't talked about pretzels with other things made into the dough. So it's just, I kind of feel like this is new information overload for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and it would have been difficult for me to make it to Pittsburgh to buy one of these pretzels. You didn't go? I didn't. uh, And unfortunately, I don't think our friends at uh, the Milwaukee Pretzel Company were making these around New Year's. They make Bavarian-style pretzels Mm -hmm. and not Rhinelanderian-style pretzels. Well, I didn't even know that was a style of pretzel. I didn't either. Um, So I thought 
thought it was incumbent on me to try to make a New Year's pretzel by which I mean enlisting my entire family to try to make a German New Year's pretzel. Did you do this on New Year's? We did this on New Year's Day. It actually kind of stretched on into New Year's night as well. (laughs) This was not an easy recipe. Especially for because this is the first time that you've attempted to make a pretzel at home, so you kind of went with a tough one. And I am not a bread-making genius. I feel like we should have enlisted your husband to do this. Yeah, because he's into the bread making. If you're right? listening, let's do this next year. Yeah, or or we could make it a German Valentine's pretzel or something like that. Perfect. German President's Day pretzel. <laughs> but it involved making this sweet dough and letting it rest and proofing and then uh, doing some more to it and then letting it proof again. Uh, and then you had to braid it. Mm. Um, so I've been watching um, the great British baking <laughs> show after you started talking about it. And I feel like there's some really like crazy braiding that you can do. Right. How did that turn out? Uh Actually, the braiding, okay, I'll admit it, my wife did a lot of the braiding because she occasionally braids my daughter's hair. Um, So I put her (laughs) in charge of the braiding. Are they very similar experiences? I I refuse to even make a comment about that. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, we had to, first of all, we had to divide the dough into three equal parts by weight and then roll it out so each strand was three feet long. Holy cow. Uh, and then braid it together and then take the braided dough and make it into that traditional pretzel shape. Mm-hmm. And then there was an egg wash involved. That's yeah, hard and... enough to make the pretzel shape and then you have to do it with braided with... dough. Right, and... exactly. Yeah. And then uh, the Germans, or at least this particular recipe that I found, uh, talk about covering pennies in foil and placing a couple of them in the dough. And then if you get one of the pennies, you get good luck for the year. Sort of like this is kind of like the German version of a king cake, right? Or bad luck because you bit into a penny and now you have to go to the dentist. I think that's why they coat it in foil so that you it's really, really shiny so you pull it apart. Oh, you can see it. Okay. (laughs) You hope anyway. Unless you're eating the pretzel in the dark. (laughs) Um, So – I am not 100% sure that our grossa New Year's bretza, our, our big New Year's pretzel, turned out the way the Germans would make it. It was a sweet was bread. It, good? it wasn't bad. You know, we had some issues with, uh, we actually had to, uh, we're supposed to let the yeast proof in mm-hmm. warm milk. And I don't know whether the milk wasn't warm enough, but it took a long time for the the advertised bubbles to form in uh, the yeast milk mixture. And I don't know that they ever formed to the degree they were supposed to. So I'm not sure that the yeast did everything it was supposed to. I'm thinking we should try again to make pretzels, but maybe start with something a little bit easier. <laughs> you kind of jumped right to the, you know. Right, right. It, it wasn't It wasn't bad. I, I took some pictures of it, and I, I think I shot a little bit of video, and we can of put it? some of those, yeah, <laughs> some video of it in video. process, <laughs> okay. uh, of the, maybe the braiding part. Um, so we'll put that up on our website. Um, but we'd be curious to hear from people who might have made their own German New Year's pretzels. If this is part of your tradition, let us know. Yeah, and then send it to us so we can eat it. (laughs) If you've taken a road trip inspired by the Pretzel Podcast, we'd love to hear about it. Send us your stories and pictures and we'll share them with the Pretzelverse. You can reach us at Pretzel Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or send us an email at pretzelpodcast at gmail.com.
So we're back with more of the Pretzel Podcast. It seems like in our year plus of doing this, we have featured many brands of pretzels. Uh, but I'm amazed, Michelle, that it seems like we have barely scratched the salt off the pretzel. Uh, we keep finding brands we have never heard of. If you have a brand out there that you've encountered or are especially fond of and which you think we should feature, drop us a line. How, how do people get in touch with us? So we're on Instagram, Pretzel Podcast, Twitter, Pretzel Podcast, Gmail, Pretzel Podcast at Have gmail. either of us checked our, our Gmail uh, in a while? Not in a while. So okay. maybe send us a tweet or a uh, Instagram message. Maybe send us an email, then tweet us that you sent us an email. <laughs> and then that will remind us to check the email. And take a picture of yourself um, tweeting. But yeah, we are always on the lookout for pretzels that we haven't tried before, and it's so much fun to to keep discovering new ones um, and then finding new favorites. Yeah. Well, and so we were talking before the break about German New Year's pretzels, and um, that's as good a transition as anything to crunch time, which this episode features a return to Europe. Thanks. <laughs> that is the sound of Europe. <laughs> or crunch time. Uh, thanks in large part to? Aunt Linda. Uh, she took a trip to Poland. It was a while ago, so I'm hoping that... <laughs> I looked at the I looked at the expiration dates on many of these pretzels, and I think we're still they're not expired still, yeah. yet. Okay, one of them is definitely March sixth, twenty nineteen. So, so we 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 made it in under the wire. Phew. Um, yeah. So she brought back three different pretzels for, or what we think are pretzels for us. <laughs> Two to things try. we know are pretzels, and one um, which. <laughs> and then you also found. So right, the last episode we talked about the uh, the German winter market concept, the Chris Kindle markets uh, thing, and uh, we talked about it as a good place to pick up soft pretzels. Uh, but I went to the one in Milwaukee, and they were selling some foods imported from Germany, including some hard pretzels or uh, what they would uh, not necessarily think of as pretzels in Germany. And then on the back of it, it also it says that they were manufactured in Poland. So yeah, it weird. all comes back to Poland today. Apparently. Uh, one of the well, we'll get to uh, we'll get to all Where of them should we here even soon. Start um, well, so let's start with Slovakia brand, uh, which is not strictly speaking Polish, um, <laughs> and but bought in Poland. Bought so. in Poland, and it's a product. And I don't know how to speak Slovakian. Do you want to look at the, the label? Or? Uh, it's Slana Cichin. It's uh, there are lots of diacritical marks on this, but what it what it is, it translates to salt sticks in Slovakian. Oh. And Thanks, they, Google. They uh, they look kind of familiar, don't they? Yeah, they're pretzel sticks in the type of packaging that we'll refer to as European. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I don't, I haven't really seen in the U.S. especially for for pretzels, but um, it's a little plastic like box with a what are those um, crackers with cheese? Do you oh, know what I'm talking about uh, kind of like. A big one of those without the cheese? Yeah, right. The cheese and crackers that you would have gotten from a vending machine. Yeah, with the yeah. little red stick to put the cheese on the cracker. Oh, so I what the those. crackers come in, that's what the pretzels come in. Right. Um, and they are longer pretzel sticks than we are used to in this country. I see a little hole in the side of the uh -oh. packaging, so hopefully they're not super duper stale. And the other reason they look familiar is that they look very much like some Hungarian pretzel sticks that we tried in episode three, which also mentioned your Aunt Linda. She's just everywhere. Uh, she was, I think at the time, our newest subscriber oh. to Pretzel Podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but we found out that both this Slovakia brand and the Chio brand that we tried in episode three are produced by Intersnack, which is a German snack food company located in Cologne, Germany. 
Do you remember how those tasted? I think they ones? tasted okay. I okay. think I think we weren't sure about how fresh they tasted. So maybe this will this will remind us of that then because these might not be the freshest either. Um, so here you go, Mitch. All right, they yeah. are maybe the slightest bit lighter in color than the typical. Yeah, like a light golden, maybe five inches long. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Kind of skinny. Skinny, and you know the typical um, grill marks. Nice chunks of salt. All right, so this is Slovakia brand. Tastes stale. <laughs> yeah, a little stale. But if you look past the staleness, they taste like a pretzel. They taste like a pretzel. Think yeah. of typical typical amount of salt. I, you know, honestly, <laughs> and and I'm having to remember back quite a few months, but. I don't feel like these taste quite as stale as the Hungarian ones. <laughs> <laughs> and, and these have a hole in the package. So we're still eating them even though they're stale. I like how thin they are. Yeah, they. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing that if they were not stale, they would be a little crisper. Yeah, it just seems like a nice basic pretzel. And again, they're called salt sticks. And as we discussed several times in the past... Uh, the Europeans may well not treat these as what we would call pretzels. Salt sticks might be something that's distinct from what they call a pretzel. Um, but because we are the pretzel podcast, we declare these are oh. what we think of as pretzels. Especially in America. Yes. Um, Definitely a distinct pretzel taste to it, um, uh, you know, hard pretzel taste to it. I turned the package upside and down. And now you have lots of salt on your script. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's on the console. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you can lick the console later because, as I recall, you're a big fan of the just the, the crumbs, the salt crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is uh, Slovakia brand. Your aunt also brought us the DRU brand of also the same um, the the same Slanjniki, um, and it is also a Slovakian brand. I guess it, they, so... they, these are not made in Poland. So is that the same company? When you no, that just say... means salt sticks. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say that one more time? Slanachniki. <laughs> I think I went to high school with Slanachniki. Um, if anyone Slovakian who's listening to this, please. We apologize. Yeah. Um, they have a website with some English on it, conveniently. And I, I can have you read some of the excerpts from this uh, DRU English translated website. Let's see. <laughs> Children love them. <laughs> yeah, they are also uh, enriched with inulin. Oh. Mm-hmm. And is, is, so this is my favorite is, part. What? I I, okay. I I guess I didn't look up inulin. Or if that's just a bad translation. Yeah. But that was in English on the website. That was in English, but I'm I'm guessing that the English parts of their website have been automatically translated. Yeah. That was very nice of them though to automatically translate it into English. Um, and they're also offering the possibility to inform you about what you are interesting in directly from our website. We'll, we will appreciate any idea to improve the quality of our products. And then if you have an interest in contributing, you can fill out their questionnaire. Um, so we also found out that uh, they Why? have... <laughs> That's like the only English on their whole website. So is the questionnaire in English? Uh, I didn't get that far. Oh, okay. Um, they also, we also found out that they have a non-salted version of the same product, which... Believe it or not, just goes under the name Sticks. In English? Yeah. Of course. They look, uh, from the packaging, somewhat similar. They, they come in, what shape is that package? Six-sided hexagon. 
right? Yeah, I think that's right. Hexagon. Right, because five side would be a pentagon. Container. A hexagonal uh, cardboard container. Makes uh, it look fancy with a plastic bag inside of pretzels. And these pretzels are approximately the same length. A little bit thicker, the little less salty. A little darker, too, the, like more grill marks. The grill marks are weird on them, though. It has like two pieces of salt on the pretzel. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Lightly salted. <laughs> okay, this piece has one piece of salt on it. <laughs> I have two or three on mine. <laughs> Lucky. So this is DRU brand. Oh. Oh. Uh. It's very bready. It breaks very easily, but not in a crispy way. It feels underdone. <laughs> Doesn't it feel underdone? It's super chewy. Yeah. Like it, it just turns into dough in your mouth. DRU, what are you doing to us? Why do children love these? I don't think they do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Slovakian children Is have it low standards. Stale too? I don't think it's stale. I because it seems like that is weird. It's very bready. I would get really super thirsty. I think I, I already am, am really, really super, super thirsty. thirsty. Yeah, it, it fools you because from the outside, it looks just like a pretzel with a minimal salt, and then you bite into it, and it's like a paste. Try one more just to make sure that they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> they are not good. Thanks and I, a lot, know, Aunt Linda. <laughs> <laughs> and we promised the people at America's Test Kitchen we wouldn't just use terms like good or bad, but... <laughs> Not it's just good. not good. All what right, can't ta- what does it taste? What does the not good taste like? I it, it really it, it tastes like not um, good. <laughs> it tastes like really bland bread. Okay. Oh. All right. So now we move on to Kelly's brand, and this is something called Ziguner Raider, which is a German term that means gypsy wheels. Hmm. Kelly's is an Austrian snack food company. They mostly make chips, and it may well be that this uh, Gypsy Wheel bag is chips. It's hard to really tell, um, but they have a lot of English on their website, and it seems as though whoever put it together actually knew how to speak English. English. Um, there are uh, write-ups of a variety of their products, including something called Sweet, Salty, Crunchy Donuts. Mm. Uh, which I was intrigued by, but uh, but your Aunt Linda did not those. bring us yeah. those. Um, I am going to uh, bring up their website here in just a minute because uh, they feature many of their funny TV commercials featuring Herbert Prohaska. Who is that? You don't know who Herbert Prohaska is? He is one of the most famous soccer players in Austrian history. And you know how I know that? Because you like soccer? No, because I looked it up. Oh, okay. I had no idea who Herbert Brohaska was. Either. I wasn't sure if it was a real person, like a person that everyone knows and I just don't know, or if yeah. I have he the feeling me. that he played some time ago too. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Is he the old man on the packaging with the Uncle Sam hat? On? Oh, let me see. I didn't. Is that here. Herbert? No, I think that is. That must be Uncle Sam. That must be Kelly. Oh, Kelly. Although it does look a lot like Uncle Sam. And are these paprika flavored? I think that is exactly okay. right. So uh, we find out that Kelly's slogan is more taste, more fun. And they have a whole section of fun. There's something called the party calculator. What does that do? Uh, that's a good question. How, how many fun? bags you need to oh. have for your next party? That sounds like a, a fun time. 
The next party is coming up and you don't know how many snacks to get? No problem with Kelly's party calculator. Preparing for any party is a snap. Just enter the number of expected party guests, indicate their snack eating habits, and we will give you a <laughs> snack recommendation to make you the hero at your party. So when you invite someone to a party, you have to ask them about their snack eating habits. All right. So we're going to we're going to test this out on you. Okay. Uh, would you say you're going to do a girls get together? Um, I want to do a carnival party. A carnival party. Okay. With girls. <laughs> How many people are coming? 7. 7 women, all women? Uh 7 women and one man. 7 women. Am I the man? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're invited to my carnival okay. party. Your husband's not going to be there. Should should it be two? He doesn't want to go. Okay. <laughs> Describe the majority of your guests on the basis of our snack types. Uh, so you have the standard couch potato, the experimental type, the sports and fitness oriented type who enjoys a snack on occasion. <laughs> we are. That sounds like we, you're. We are experimental. Okay. You're a special kind of snack lover. You always get the most popular snacks for your guests. From time to time, you like to treat yourself or surprise your guests with a new product from the snack shelf, but not DRU. (laughs) At my carnival party. Anything else? Have any special wishes regarding the ingredients? Vegan, vegetarian, kosher, gluten-free, without added flavor enhancers? Our carnival party is kosher. (laughs) Okay. So we've done all that. We are going to click calculate snacks. And then we can have fun. Uh, okay, so <laughs> they recommend we get one pack of Kelly's Chips Classic Salted, 175 grams. How experimental is that? One pack of Kelly's Chips Party Classic Salted, three packs of Kelly's Popcorn Salted. That's it? Uh, and we can email this to you. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so the other... the other, That's so boring. <laughs> the okay. other, it's like a real, it's like a real calculator. We're going to have an... an Experimental carnival party, and I just am recommended a bag of chips. Two bags of chips and, and three bags of popcorn, yeah. Just plain flavored. Um, we also, uh, you'll be fascinated to know under the fun section, we can uh, view their many TV commercials featuring Herbert Prohaska, including Kelly's 321 chip selection. Uh, this is for the World Cup last year. They let their consumers decide on their new chip variety. A little bit of training never hurts. Is it and it just goes salt flavored. <laughs> it goes like this. Jetzt sind Sie dran. Auf 321 Chips Volante, die neue Kellys Chipsorte wählen und gewinnen. Und ich sage mal so, ein bisschen trainieren kann nie schaden. That was fun, wasn't it? I had fun. Herbert Prohaska, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. He does seem to have played some time ago, though, doesn't he? Yeah, maybe like 50 years ago. Maybe not quite that long ago, but a while ago. (laughs) 49. So um, that's Kelly's, and we have a lot um, of buildup to these gypsy wheels. Gypsy is. What do you think the gypsies feel about these wheels? Uh, I would imagine that in Europe. the the gypsies as as they have for a long time get kind of the short end of the stick. So hopefully these are good and and give gypsies a good name. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll be the judge of gypsy wheels. You ready? You uh, ready yes. For and this? this comes in a bag. This is like a snack size bag, such as you might get of uh, Doritos or something or or rolled gold at a convenience store. They do not look like pretzels. No, they look like gypsy wheel shaped uh, Cheetos. Smell like paprika. I'm afraid. All right. In our best Herbert Prohaska style, 
little stale. They're pretty big. I kind of like them, but they're not pretzels. No, not at all. I. They're they're cheese puffs, right? Or or you know what? Actually, not cheese puffs. I would say these are paprika flavored funyuns. Do you like them? Yeah, I do, kind of. Oh, <laughs> I do not. Very <laughs> paprika. They have um, they have that funyuns consistency. Like there's a lot of air. Yeah. Or Cheeto puffs. I didn't look really closely at the ingredient you label like the because flavor. I do. I kind of like the flavor of paprika. Do you like the aftertaste? <laughs> <laughs> the aftertaste, oddly enough, tastes a little like artificial bacon. And that is something. Nah, that I is don't good. know. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I think I, in the context of a funyun type snack, I I, I really don't mind them. <laughs> but then again, I like combos. That's true. <laughs> it all comes back to the liking of combos. <laughs> That's why. I don't Definitely like. not a pretzel. We spent an awful lot of time on the Kelly's website only to find out that these are not pretzels. But now I'll take I, another though. Now I know what to bring to my next <laughs> experimental carnival party with seven women and one man. So. So thank you, Kelly's, yes. for that. And you Kelly's enjoy gypsy your, wheels. Mm-hmm. your gypsy wheels. Um, I really hope the next thing we have to eat is good. Should I read their ingredient, their guarantee? Yes. Uh, Kelly's Zigunrader are expected to be delivered in excellent condition. If this should not be the case, please don't hesitate to contact us under www.kelly's.eu or write to us. Please include the goods complained about and the respective packaging. So you're going to write them and say, Michelle's aunt went to Poland <laughs> I don't know how many months ago and brought these back. And then they've been sitting in Michelle's house for a couple months. And now they're stale. In fairness, Milwaukee, it looks Wisconsin. as though they may have expired in August of last year. So they're probably expired when she bought them. <laughs> We have one more left to try, and this is the kind Please that. Please be uh, good. I feel like we should get a scissors and cut that in half, huh? Nah, or maybe just open one side. We'll just okay. Open it up so and then this turn is... it upside down so all the crumbs fall. Yeah, exactly. over the desk. Uh, this is a salt stick made in Germany called Saltlitz, made by Lorenz Snack World. It's a German food company based in Neu Eisenberg. It was founded in 1999, so relatively new, new on the snack food yeah. circuit. Um, they produce a range of potato chips and export products to about 30 countries, offering private label private label production services as well. These seem to be produced. I don't know whether Saltlitz is supposed to be the brand, but it, it clearly says Lorenz on them, and they are made in Germany. These are the ones that I got at the Christ Kindle market in Milwaukee. And these are the ones that are produced in Poland. Oh, right, right. They are made in Poland, but uh, by the German company. <laughs> The serving size is 33 sticks. So That's a lot of pretzels. So your Aunt Linda goes to Poland and brings us back three snack foods, none of which are made in Poland. I go to the Chris Kindle Market in Milwaukee and bring back a German salt stick that's made in Poland. We're so international here on the Very cosmopolitan. <laughs> uh, similar packaging to the Slovakian stale pretzels. <laughs> um, this looks like it may have received some type of award, a top mark in yeah. 2017. I'm not sure what that For refers Polish to. For Polish-produced salt stick. And there is a man in a chef coat and a hat <laughs> I wonder if he knows the Uncle Sam from Kelly's. Yeah, maybe they're friends. Yeah. Um, these are a little Color-wise, bit uh, darker... Thicker, same length as the other two that we tried, so 
Long pretzel sticks is or more sticks. textured. The texture on this is uh, they're deeper grooves. <laughs> yep. Maybe a little more salt. Yeah. I have high hopes. Really flaky, like light and airy. A little bit. Um, not flavored. <laughs> yeah, they're not they're they're not as offensive as the DRUs. But and maybe a little more pretzel like than the Slovakian ones. I just feel like everything we've tried has been a bust. Yeah, these are really light. In inside is they're probably the least stale of the uh, of the pretzels we've had today. And if that's how we're judging things, <laughs> and this is the best one, um, you know, when I get a bite, they, when I get a salt intensive bite, they taste the most like pretzels. You're gonna you're gonna go through that package and try to find a, a the one a with saltier the salt. one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The consistency doesn't really remind me of a pretzel when I bite into it because it's so airy on the inside. Yeah. It definitely doesn't stick in your mouth like a paste, like the the Drew. Right, and it is. I I think it. I, I still think it's the freshest of uh, of any. <laughs> Not saying a lot. There's no offensive aftertaste, but it doesn't really taste like a whole lot. Here's the rub on these. So if, as we've kind of found out, this is not what Europeans think of as pretzels. Do they just stop trying then? Well, <laughs> it's maybe supposed to hearken to the American ideal of hard pretzels, but it doesn't live up to that either. <laughs> so my my advice, if you are in Europe, just make a soft pretzel, or find some place that imports American pretzels. Like go out or find just, a find a store where they have rolled gold or but Snyder's. How, how or hard are those to make that <laughs> you can't? I don't know. Right. They, they they don't taste like a hard version of a soft pretzel either. No, they taste like a, a air stick. It's enough to make me go back to Kelly's Gypsy Wheels. So those are your favorite from today, even though they aren't pretzels and right. they're stale. <laughs> we tried four things, and the one I like I'm the gonna, best is the stale non-pretzel. <laughs> I'm going to go with the stale Slovakian stick. And if I had to choose one of the, one of the actual pretzel products, I would go with the saltlets, but... Not by much. Yeah. If someone, like, you know, put a gun to your head <laughs> and said you had to choose these three. All right. So that's episode 19 of the Pretzel Podcast. Ugh. And I can promise for episode 20, we are going to go out and find some God-fearing real pretzels. And some something that tastes good. Yes. And that's not stale. I don't think we're asking too much. It would be great if you want to suggest pretzels that we feature in the Pretzel Podcast. Um, Delicious pretzels. For us to try? Yes. At least pretzel-like pretzels. Not paprika wheels. <laughs> but thank for... your Aunt Linda for us anyway. It was a it was a it was a good college try. Thank you for going to Poland and thinking of us. Um and I feel like she, I need to mention my Aunt Eileen just one time because that's her sister and they both listen to the pretzel podcast. <laughs> and I think she's gonna be jealous if we keep saying Aunt Linda over and over again. Well, I hope that you introduce the pretzel podcast to all the aunts in your life and you can tell them how to find us on iTunes or NPR One. <laughs> or wherever you get your podcasts. Exactly. It's a nice way to, you know, spend the time with your aunts. 
And if you happen to make any of your own New Year's pretzels, uh, take a picture and uh, send them to us, and we will feature it on the Pretzel Podcast Instagram feed, right? Exactly, yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I think we can agree to that. Um, so we are going to spend this time looking for a better pretzel to feature next time. It's a deal. Happy New Year, everybody, uh, from all of us here at the Pretzel Podcast, including uh, the guy who wrote our theme music, Trapper Shep, and the disembodied voice of the Pretzel Podcast, Sarah Dombrowski. Thanks for listening to the Pretzel Podcast, produced in the studios of WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, and distributed by the Broadcasting Service of the Pretzel Institute of Technology. (laughs) 